What is up? Welcome back to the Tree Climbers Podcast. On this episode, we talk to a great friend of mine, Mike Hayes. And uh, in this episode, we talk a lot about competition climbing. Um, good bit of information there. Kind of asked Mike to tell us about his travels that he's been doing this past year. Um, we get into talking about uh, employed life versus, you know, contracting. Um and all kinds of other stuff as well as talking about a uh, house fire that happened with my good friend patrick uh if you haven't heard my episode with patrick it was my it's my first first interview um go give that a listen but recently uh his house caught on fire so uh this is this is a little little plug to tell you to go check the link in my bio uh there's a gofundme there's also a raffle going on uh, that you can be a part of. All proceeds, of course, goes to helping him out and his family. Um, but yeah, so sit back and enjoy this uh, pretty long interview with with Mike, and uh, I hope you enjoy. All right, dude. So what the fuck is up? Ah, same old stuff, man. Busy with work and just been doing some competitions lately, which has been fun. Yeah, dude, no, you I just actually, did that. What was that called? The one, um, the one you just did at dual, Teams, right? Yeah, Something dual at the Delaware. Delaware. Dual yeah. in the Delaware. Got you. Yeah. And yeah, how, it was the, fun. how did it go, man? It was really cool. So it was different than like Naom or like a general ISA competition. They did it more like a Jambo style. Yeah. So it was two. So it was teams. So it was six people, Pendel versus New Jersey. And the first two competitions were like, one was a relay. So four climbers go up or three climbers, two groundsmen or so Jake Riggs, uh, Derek Martin, Pete Ward, Aaron Feather and Rob Thigpen. They started off the first event and that was like a relay. So you could score points based on like, if you pass a baton through the tree Oh, really? Or big points. Yeah, it was. Ah, oh, man, that's kind of cool. <laughs> and they had this like zip line where you you climb up and you set a zip line and there's logs and you actually zip line these logs into a bowling pin. What the fuck? Yeah. <laughs> that sounds fucking fun as shit. Yeah. And not only that, they had this like four, no, it was five tokens. So they're these like pink logs that were cut into discs. And they're strapped with like, what do you call those? Like, I don't know, just like paracord to where you can girth it on the end of branches and right. basically set your own bells in the trees. And for every one that you set was like five points. And then if they don't retrieve it, you you keep those five points. But if not, then they just clear the slate. So there was like that opportunity. Oh, so it's like capture the flag kind of. Right. And then they had like the gong event, which is similar to throw line, but they're gong. So you get two shots. Every person that's on the field at that point gets two shots. If you hit the gong, the first one what was a little fuck? low. The other ones were pretty high, but is this second, was that an ISA sanction comp? Yes, it was. So it was really? Like, Holy yeah. shit. That's fucking cool. <laughs> yeah. New Jersey put it together, man. Burt Coons and. The rest of those guys, man, it was it was incredible. I liked it. It was it was really quick and to the point, but mm. at the same time, like 
all of those guys like Pendel and New Jersey, there's a lot of talented climbers. It was really cool to see, but just also cool to see uh, a team style event. You don't really see that. Right. And, uh, that sounds really fun. You know, I've always talked about like the capture the flag style game, like you were just talking about. I like, right. I'm, I'm so glad that's a thing, man. Cause like for a while I've been, I was kind of talking about that and like, you know, just kind of shooting a shit with people and being like, man, that would be really fun. That would be really fun to do, you know, and then like trade sides of the tree. And, you know, it's like a race to get the, get the flag or whatever. Like that would be so much fucking fun. Damn it. <laughs> I wish yeah, yeah, I was should... at a fucking, or like the mid Atlantic chapter would have something like that. That'd be so cool. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I think it's cool just seeing, these different styles of competitions like the first one that i went to is appalachian and i, I think jeff Immon put that together and that was just that's right you were really cool that. it was like really laid back i met a lot of cool people that was my first one so i was like really nerve-wracked to be and where was that one held at roanoke virginia oh no shit oh damn dude i don't know why i didn't go to that one nor did i really like know about it until after the fact you know i'm yeah I'm West yeah, Virginia yeah. boy, so I should have should have did that one, man. <laughs> I mean, that's how I feel about uh, what's that Williamsburg, where you guys set that world record hammock. Oh, yeah, the hammock looked incredible, yeah. it, dude. It there were so there were so many people in that tree. Uh, what was it? I think it was eighty five. I think there was eighty five total hammocks in the tree. There was a big beech tree, and uh, me and Patrick you know, we're kind of chilling together and they're like, you know, everybody, yeah, after they called everybody's name, everybody's like, cool. You know, they're getting out of the tree and me and Patrick's like, well, we're just going to kind of wait because there's, it's so, it was so fucking chaotic, you know, there's no point to come down. But while we was like, we was like kind of lower in the tree, we we didn't go up high, but like, as people were leaving a tree, you could watch and, and feel at the same time, like all the weight leaving the tree like our climb lines got so slack just sitting there like not moving at all because of all the weight wow. in the tree. yeah it was pretty wild that's awesome so did uh i guess you said new jersey new jersey actually won though didn't they yeah so so there was the first two events the second event was uh that was more of a traverse style event and they had like a cat rescue and like a work climb they also had like a chainsaw bell you rang with like a, a large chainsaw, which was pretty neat. Oh, shit. Um, but the third event, so, you know, all these events have a certain amount of points for what you gain. And the last event was a rigging style event, mainly like Jambo. And you lift logs and you hit bells similar to a work climb. Oh, but, interesting yeah it was and you, and you were was you're climbing awesome. while you're while you're hooking up logs and stuff yeah so like someone will climb up and set rigging oh you know? interesting yeah some stuff like that and uh so that last competition pennsylvania killed it they did a great job at uh new jersey lifted a large log with this one mechanical advantage thing which was a step further than pendel and they won it with that because it was the main points were in that event oh really yeah it was it was awesome just to see like all that go down and not only that the weather was crap you know we got a bunch of rain bad storm but all that aside man it was like a really cool event 
And you just got back from uh, Charlotte too, right? You went down there for uh, Sean Welsh's comp. What what was that yeah. comp called? What was it called? The Charlotte. Uh, I think it was the Charlotte tree climbing tree climbing competition. Is that what it was? And yeah, it was like Halloween. Was in, uh, Halloween, right? Right. It was on Halloween. The Masters was on Halloween, but you know how it's like kind of like a Naum style event, which is three days. The first two days were similar to Naum, but uh, it was set up awesome, man. That that cemetery is incredible, Levi. I wish yeah. you were there. Yeah, because you, like, you went down there a couple of months ago too, right? For that class. Yeah, for Ed Gilman's pruning class. That's right. Like Sean yeah, yeah. and Brian Brock and all them set up. It was lot of cool information and just that like i'm saying that cemetery is just incredible beautiful trees historic and that's up my alley heck yeah yeah but uh what how'd you place in there uh i think i got 17th overall out of 40 oh dude that's good you've been fucking this is your first year competing right second second the first first year i did was 2019 with roanoke and then you know coronavirus. And oh yeah, that bunch no one really shit. competed. But yeah, this is for second year back, and it's been going well. You know, I yeah, you've been a lot fucking killing it, dude. You've been all over the map, fucking competing. I I did um, what did I do? I've done three competitions. I did the two of the Naoms. I was supposed to go to Oregon, but I just said fuck that. There's just too much shit going on, and uh, and uh, of course the Mid Atlantic chapter comp but man how many have you done this year you've done like five or six right nah just three the same just amount three? as you yep oh just yeah because you did wichita with me yep and that was uh, the, the first got you okay and then you did yeah. uh did you didn't you didn't compete did pendel and them uh not have a a comp no. this year no pendel didn't have a comp just oh. that duel on the delaware which i was fortunate enough to get to compete with those guys but no, not too much. I mean, not as much as I'd like to, but I think I, next year I want to do some volunteering as well to like give back and also I feel like right. you get to learn a lot too, just from volunteering, just score yeah. like points and all but that. It, good yeah, stuff. it kind of it kind of takes. Um, that's that's kind of how I got into it a little bit. I volunteered at the. Apparently, I didn't know this. Uh, so my good friend uh, Jason Anthony, he was telling me this the other day. Um, but when Naomi was held. Uh, here in DC, I guess it was the, I don't know, it was like the first one where it was called Naum, I think. I don't know, something like that. But that's the, that's where I got, that's the first competition I ever went to. And I went to uh, volunteer there. But yeah, I mean, I can just awesome. straight up tell you, man, from that experience, you know, just seeing guys, just seeing their nerves, you know, seeing them walk into the ring and, you know, they're, <laughs> already crunching time in their head and stuff you know because you know now i know but you know as well that like once you step into the ring it's like a a whole different animal like <laughs> your brain yeah. changes you're just thinking about the time and everything so much and you got so many eyes on you but being a volunteer you kind of get to sit on the outskirts of that and kind of uh realize that it's not as big of a deal i don't know about you but when i step into the ring i get kind of uh caught up in my own head you know what i mean like <laughs> i just never think yeah. a lot when i'm when i'm doing it because i'm like ah oh, shit you know the plan i've been thinking about for over an hour it's not going like i want it to so i'm gonna have to make a change on the fly and like oh shit what if that doesn't work and you know but like being a volunteer you kind of get to 
get to see that and uh sit back and realize that it's just like it doesn't matter you know oh absolutely i mean i i still we all i mean i'm sure even most of the great climbers they still get the jitters of an event especially how technical some of them can be right, but i feel right. like that uh that adrenaline rush is really awesome oh it is especially but, when you're doing well or you like nail a <laughs> nail your throw ball or something you know and everybody's like screaming you, you can't help but like smile as you <laughs> as you're that's going how I, through. that's how i felt about when you came back after you know late plane ride and your oh first day God. at naom you kept the second day was awesome yeah second day went went fairly well but man that just shows you how important sleep is <laughs> that first day i <laughs> fucking tanked dude i like had no sleep that sucked but man you killed it on that fucking last work climb you did everything but pull your gear right no i got all my gear pulled, did you get but, the gear uh, pulled i think my something happened with the time and someone told me i had like 30 seconds left oh like yeah two, that one two kid. minutes left yeah we were like you because you were like trying to i forget what happened i think you were like trying to gauge whether you should go for something is that what happened you should go the for plumb a bell or challenge yeah. so they were like just put your lanyard on and ring it and i was like all right so i kind of fat stepped the plumb bob and i probably lost points there but yeah because hey. we were yelling and we're like how much time does he have left and the kid i think he was just speaking too low he but all i heard was 30 seconds and i was like what the fuck how's he only got 30 seconds and then what he what he really said was five minutes and 30 seconds or something like that or two minutes and 30 seconds and I was right. like, well, wow, that's a big difference, you know, <laughs> like what the hell? Yeah, it happens. And yeah, sure. I kind of learned my lesson from that. You know, it was like, I didn't really have anyone else looking at time. Usually like someone else will look at time too. Right. And now I feel like I'm going to look out for someone next time. If like the judges get it wrong, I'm like, no, <laughs> you still got two minutes left, but it's all good. You know, you learn through all that stuff. Like, <laughs> Sometimes you'll drop your handsaw or maybe your safety glasses and get DQ'd. Right. I've never had something like that, but knock on wood. You, know, yeah. you learn. <laughs> yeah. That would be so, so disappointing. Damn. Right. I, I always worried about, I worry about that. Like if my handsaw fucking falls out, cause like when I'm working, sometimes it falls out, you know, so sometimes it'll just happen to reach down and it's not there, but luckily it hasn't happened at a comp. So. I kind of yeah. want one of them like retractable tethers. I feel like that's helpful. That's what I was going to just tell you. That's what uh, Todd Red Julia, he just gave me one of those key backs, like uh, right. belt, like the Kevlar retractable lanyards. And I love it, man. It actually, you don't even feel like the resistance from it. And if you drop it, it's like, yeah, peace of mind. But I've never really dropped my hand cell at work, but right. unless it got pulled out like by a stick or something. But yeah, I that's that that's what happened at a comp to too. Yeah, it's like, yeah, I, I've never dropped it like out of my hand, but like, I guess just like going through the tree every once in a great while, I guess just from rubbing it against shit or whatever, I'll just like reach down and, you know, it's fucking not there. And I'm like, oh God, yeah. <laughs> where my hands all go? Is it sticking right. through somebody's head? <laughs> Good old congested pin oak just popped it out. Exactly. Sucker. Yeah, man. Oh, by, fucking... by the way, yeah. comp aside, so mm -hmm. that sycamore that we climbed in King of Prussia, I found another one. Oh yeah, off the pike, and it's right next to a brewery. Ooh, so we have to check that now. Oh fuck yeah, yeah we gotta check that one out, dude. Right beside a brewery? Are you kidding me? We could climb it all fucking day and then hit the brewery exactly. up at night. That exactly. one at that building you got though is sick. That one's like 
super sick just because of how secluded it is it's like no one's gonna fuck with you back there ever <laughs> you know no, exactly Unless like maybe that guy in the window maybe that little poster that's sitting in the window it's right. all creepy yeah fucking gun gun guy yeah that actually scared the shit out of me when i first showed up there <laughs> and the worst part is, is i didn't even notice it right you because you was on your way and uh-huh. like i was like i'm gonna go ahead and set my line and so i started throwing from that side and i got like my ball stuck and i'm like yanking on it i was like getting mad and i just like turned and looked up and <laughs> my heart stopped i was like what the fuck man that scared the piss out of me <laughs> Yeah, you just look up at a like an industrial complex that's abandoned and you see a silhouette in the fucking window and it's a cutout of some dude with a handgun pointed at you and you're like, what the fuck? Yeah, man, that's fucking it's freaky. It's freaky back there. But man, that tree is fucking awesome. Yeah, we'll have to uh, what's I'm gonna name? have to bring a weed whacker back there and just clean it up because it's not taken care of. But yeah, especially around the bench and stuff back there, it's like all grown over and stuff. Um, what was the boy's name that was with us? What's his name? I I always forget it. Oh, that's Owen. That's Owen. a mechanic from Shuckman. Yeah. How's he? Nice how's guy. he doing, man? Is it, how's he doing with climbing? Has he been climbing more? I I'll be honest with you. I haven't gotten to climb with him, and he's a mechanic at our shop, so he's not really going out in the field. So I'm not sure. He did do uh, a couple of recreational climbs on the side, which he said he was doing well and getting better with his throw line, which is oh, awesome. Good he's an avid deer hunter so he was he's been using his throw line and his gear just to set his uh his tree stuff up which is pretty cool that is awesome and honestly he did he did really good i mean for being somebody who doesn't climb every day he did really good in the tree we was climbing and like being able to walk out limbs and stuff you know yeah i mean like i've met a bunch of newer guys that get like 10 feet off the ground and they're like done you know they'll be like straddling the tree or you know like guess they ain't used yeah. to working like that but what his background was military right yeah I, he was in the marines i believe got you yeah so he's used to kind of being up in the up in the air and shit like that yeah absolutely but dude okay so this is something i don't know how long have you been doing tree work? Four years going on five. In really? April. Yeah. So you're you're fairly, you're fairly, I mean, you're, you've been doing it for a while, but you're fairly new to it, man. You're fucking killing it for only doing it for four to five years. Well, I just fell in love with it. I mean, my background, I guess, like how you've done your other podcasts, I guess how I started mm-hmm. in tree tree world. I mean, before this, I was an avid adrenaline junkie i like cliff diving snowboarding parkour skateboarding just anything i got on i just love doing and just taking it to the fullest and uh so a friend of my brother's he played baseball together Mm -hmm. he had a tree company and he's like hey man you rock climb he's like you should try this out you would like it and my dad always told me back in the day, because my dad's a horticultural landscape designer. So that's oh, where shit. I got the green thumb from. Got you. And I, outside of high school, I didn't go to college. I mean, I wasn't that great in school. I right. mean, I have ADHD. So, I mean, I knew I wasn't going to do anything college wise. Right, right. So I was like, what, what am I going to do? And I did construction out of uh, high school. 
I worked with my dad and I fell in love with horticulture and horticultural landscape design. Mm -hmm. And then, you know, that's backbreaking work. My dad's like, I don't know if you want to stay in this, you should find something else. And that's when, like I said, my brother's friends like, Hey, you should try this out. And I tried it out and they were a safe company, which I'm very fortunate. They Is that the same me. company you work with now? No. So yeah. that's beyond the leaf in like New Hanover. Gotcha. And uh, two brothers that are in the company and uh, they took me under their wing for like a little under a year or about a year or something like that. And did some crane work, did some small climbing, but I just wanted to go and do like production tree work and see what that was like. So I ended up at where I'm at now, which is Sheckman Tree Care in uh, Abington. Yeah. So Abington's like suburbs of Philadelphia and we take care of, you know, Chestnut Hill, Mount Airy and like further into the city, which I like cool city work, trees. a lot of historic trees, beautiful. Yeah. A lot of traffic, you know, it's tough driving a chip truck in there. Uh, fucking and, uh, that dude I, I deal with the same shit in dc it's fucking i hate i oh, hate working like in the imagine. city it's I like imagine but you get the cool ass trees man i seen like i visited philly a few times and man them trees up there are like out of this world like they're they're beautiful they're big beautiful like you get some down here but most of the time they're big pieces of shit there's <laughs> just not uh very good trees you know unless you want to go out to like the national mall or something but then you're you're going to get fucking busted trying to climb the trees because everybody's worried about you know oh my god he's an arborist he must be a terrorist you know <laughs> it's fucking oh dumb. man that's unfortunate yeah I mean, even at a local park you you get yeah yeah I'm sure down in the city. So like where I'm at is Bethesda. I mean, DC is like a five minute walk up the street here to get like over the line in the district. But like, okay. I, I I have like right behind my place where I'm staying, actually, I got a bunch of huge oaks and stuff. So I'm like right, uh, right beside the National Institute of Health. And oh, wow. I'm on, I'm honestly surprised. I, I climb these trees all the time and it's like right by their fence and shit. And I worried about it for a while, but then one day I was just kind of like, fuck it. You know, I'm going to get these big, beautiful trees. I'm going to fucking climb them. You know, I figuring that they would be like, oh, you know, matter of security, I can't do it or whatever. But man, they fucking watch me all day and I climb them all the time and they, they've never said a damn thing to me. So I'm like, okay, cool. You know, yeah. but there are some trees like in the National Mall specifically that I like, I fuck all the time and I'm like, man i really want to climb that but <laughs> you're not going to get away actually chris coates has a pretty crazy story have you heard that story yeah he did tell me that's in that area huh yeah yeah he lives he lives like half an hour from me and uh he was down in dc and got a you know he got arrested and that whole fucking deal just for just for climbing a tree like got tased that's and all kinds shame, of shit man. yeah they took that's his fucking crazy. gear and everything it was it's crazy wow. yeah chris is a great guy man he he's is. like he does so much for like arboriculture and just I love what he's done. That yeah. Naom was awesome, man. It fucking is, dude. It's like it's like a uh kind of like I don't even like view it as a comp. I, I view it as like a it's almost like a festival, you know what I mean? It's just <laughs> it's so like immersive and everybody's just so friendly and you just kind of go and hang out, you know what I mean? Like the competition's just part of it. Yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah great setup the fireworks are awesome 
the fireworks yeah. were fucking awesome <laughs> i was not expecting them to be that cool in wichita that was that was badass the did you did you get to go down and see the uh uh fucking keepers of the flame oh. statue no would you call that it was like the seeker of the prairie or something the keeper of the prairie or i think it's keepers of the i think it's keepers of the flame i might be wrong but man it was cool it was really yeah cool. i didn't get to see that no it's like where the I'm not, i don't know the fucking story i got like pictures and stuff but i guess like the two rivers meet there if somebody's listening to this and it's from kansas uh or even the wichita area then you know what i'm talking about but i think the two rivers like meet there and there was some you know uh indian or native american tribes that uh stayed there or some shit i don't fucking know but the the big statue they got with the they light the fire off is it was it was pretty cool it was it was uh way bigger than i expected it to be i showed up i was like what the fuck <laughs> that's awesome yeah and like you you what what happened you had to like you you left i think right if i remember yeah so i'm done i'm dumb i mean mm. i mean i didn't expect myself to make masters but i should have at least stayed to watch the masters which is really important but uh i booked my flight for like maybe two or three o'clock and you know check-ins like a couple hours before that yeah well and i'm not gonna lie like after the comp i i drank a few beers you know (laughs) feeling a little shitty in the morning yeah you know getting ready but no i i made sure for charlotte and charlotte was awesome the masters was incredible levi they had like this huge tulip tree it's like 120 foot easy in the middle of the city in this like even older cemetery and uh they had do you call those things the crypts where they're like out of the ground tombs like graves i think so i think you're right i think that is a crypt that sounds right i'm going with it <laughs> yeah so, <laughs> I know yeah they had a about. bunch of those just like all over it was you know i respect the dead and all that stuff i'm not much of like ouija board kind of person so you know right kind of like uh my girlfriend calls me a hippie but uh right you know it was pretty neat (laughs) to have that experience you know like yeah in a cemetery halloween beautiful trees in the city sean welch and everyone that helped in that competition uh i thank them i'm sure they'll hear that but right great competition it was awesome oh man that's there's, I think there's a, what's the one, there's one coming up in Florida in like a couple of weeks. What is, I think it's, oh, Triopalooza. I think that's oh, it. I didn't, I've been seeing stuff about that. I didn't know where it was. I guess I, you know, you got to follow that, you know, certain page probably, but yeah, some, some guy let me know about it. Well, I was going to, and like had every intention of it, but kind of slipped my mind and some guy was uh, a couple actually there's two dudes and they were like messaging me about it and like asking if they see me there and i'm like oh man yeah is there like any spots left to compete and like it was like the day before like they, they had filled up the roster and i'm like god damn it <laughs> fucking whatever but so right. no i probably i'm probably not going to make it down because i think it's kind of close to christmas is like when they're wow. having it so fuck fuck that i think i'm i think i'm done traveling for the for the year i think i'm gonna start hard next year competition season hopefully covid shit fucking chills and uh we can go back to 
competing like normal and not guessing if competitions are going to happen or not because it's uh it's a good time and it, there's nothing worse uh than like the year you said would you say 2019 was your first year competing is that when you said yeah 2020 was shit yeah i signed up. that was supposed to be mine i signed up for the mid-atlantic chapter comp um me and patrick both that was going to be our our first competition and it was going to be in baltimore and of course covid and shit kicked off and they were kind of on the fence about it and then they finally ended up just canceling it i'm like what the fuck like (laughs) my first time competing of course like a worldwide fucking shutdown would have to happen and i don't get to compete yeah and we like trained for it you know what i mean we was like super excited for it (laughs) it's fucking bullshit well i hope you guys at least got like a good recreational climb just to feel like I climbed so much when that pandemic happened because like no one was out on the road, like no one was doing anything. I feel like I just like that's when I went on that tree mission. Yeah. And just like went searching for trees, just like local parks and seeing where it was like, you know, trees that weren't right under a path, you know. Right. And got a few like you were talking about and yeah you got some crazy anyone, fucking trees man <laughs> anyone that wants to come out you know that'd be fun we should do we should do our own little thing sometime not like I a totally agree competition but like you know just like no we should have a competition i think we should have a competition <laughs> that would be cool Would you, in like pennsylvania yeah dude we'll have it up there you got some fucking wild ass trees up there yeah we'd have to do it in like one location and put like one in a different location that would be cool and like have it our own setup i don't know chris would help us with that i'm sure yeah he would totally he'd totally be down to he's he's an open book with information like that he was talking about that he wanted to do mexico but it would be cool to do like philadelphia fuck yeah it would it'd be cool to do like philadelphia i really liked it a lot now of course like that was that was a super dope in that he had like when we did it in dc when it first kicked off. i think that was in 2019 um maybe it was 2018 i can't remember but it was in the it was in a national arboretum and that that was that was pretty cool i don't know if i could secure a part a spot that dope but <laughs> i was about <laughs> to say uh yeah that's I, that's awesome that was yeah. fucking awesome and it was like my first time ever being at the national arboretum too and it was the volunteer at his competition <laughs> that's so cool Oh, also speaking of recreational climbing, dude, this weekend's gonna be fucking lit. Oh, I'm excited. Yeah, I'm did, really you, excited did you see the pictures? It. Did you see the pictures of the tree? So I seen them, but dude, I told you I got that that uh my old phone. You I still ain't my... switched that phone, <laughs> dude. I haven't. I broke it even further the other day on the when I was on the crane. What what phone was it? It was the six, right? Yeah, it's something old, dude. And motherfucker, like, they got the 13 out now. What are you doing? Dude, I'm in like <laughs> 1964. <laughs> nah. Dude. I mean, the phone's not too important to me. You know, I like I like taking some pictures, but I am due. I'm definitely going to buy a phone here soon. But yeah. We just, my girlfriend and I, we just got an American Bulldog puppy. So oh, that's, yeah? Uh, been training her, you know, potty training. Hell She's yeah. beautiful, man. Fuck we have yeah. a three-year-old american bulldog he's like 135 pounds and we're like we need a friend for him you know right so we got sylvie her name's you know after pennsylvania sylvie, sylvie pennsylvania 
Yeah. That, that sounds super familiar. Yeah. Is there anything dope there? I, I, I that name's like ringing a bell. Hold on, let me. While you're talking about it, let me pull it up on the map. Maybe I know. What Pennsylvania? You said Sylvie, Pennsylvania. No, no, Sylvie is her name. Oh. But uh, it's after Sylvania, which means wooded oh, land. Oh, okay. Sorry it's, about that. <laughs> no, it's fine. Is Sylvie a place, a, though? I feel like it is. It's been a long day, man. Our sales I might, are I might, right. I might just be dumb right now. Hold on. <laughs> Working next to like hot wires all day with a lift. Oh fun. yeah. Fucking yeah. nerve wracking. <laughs> yeah. Zappy zappy. But luckily we got everything brushed out that wasn't close to the wires, and we're just gonna get it shut down and do the rest of the wood that's like right up against it. But you know, I mean you contract climb, so it's like yeah. I'm, I couldn't imagine what you guys get into. Like, uh, you're just like, yeah, here's what we got. Yeah, yeah, it's pretty much how it goes exactly. <laughs> it's like, I have no idea what I'm stepping into. Honestly, it's not so bad now. Like, I'm coming up on, in January, it'll be a year of me full-time contract climbing. And uh, now, you know, I got, along the way, I've made some really, really great friends. So I got a, you know, few regulars you know that that i i go out and work for every week and i kind of leave days open here or there you know for the odd man to come through so now it's it's back to kind of like normal work but man when i first started out it was nothing but like the shittiest shit like the <laughs> shittiest fucking trees every single day which is cool you know I, I'm, I'm fine with that but you know you kind of pray for those days you get like a nice prune or just something simple but like when if anybody's like wanting to start out doing that, you're first starting out because it's kind of like, um, I guess contract climbing is not super big, right? So like if a company's bringing somebody extra in like that, they're bringing them in because they're, you know, normal staff can't handle the project or, you know, whatever the case may be, or it's a little bit out of their skill set. So you're going to be expected to like know what the fuck you're doing. That's like a, it's like a big, that's a huge, that's like one of the number one things about it. So like in the beginning, until you make your real good connections and, you know, you kind of get in there with a bunch of regulars and stuff, you get handed shit, you know, <laughs> you just eat shit until, you know, you, you kind of wiggle your way through it, but it was good. Uh, it gets, gets old after a while, but you know, you just keep rolling. Well, it seems like you got a uh, good clientele. I mean, yeah. the work that you're doing looks awesome. Yeah, we get some, we get some, I get some pretty cool, pretty cool jobs now. And uh, kind of for a little bit, I, I was traveling a good bit. I was traveling a lot, actually, you know, in all directions. Now I kind of got my beaten paths, you know, I, I kind of know the areas now and know what kind of trees I'm going to be working with. So that mental preparation before kind of like, you know, after, you know, you know, get familiar with an area this is, this is totally different from where I come from, from where I learned, you know, tree work from. So it was like, every time I went to a new area, there's a new tree species that yeah. I hadn't really worked with before. And, you know, trying to understand the wood, how it, you know, cuts or whatever. And right. it's just, a, it's a big, it's a big mental, <laughs> it's a big mental puzzle. But once you get into it, it's, it's good. It's a, it's a whole nother animal, you know. Now, but, do you see yourself living there, like in Bethesda? that you're uh um it's cool i i do i do like living down here um but 
recently I've been kind of looking into the Annapolis area. Annapolis is fucking gorgeous, man. It's like on the water. Um, it's a city too, but it's not like this. Like the city down here is cool. You know, I step outside and you got skyscrapers everywhere, which is kind of cool. But you don't really realize what you're missing until you like step outside of that. So like Annapolis is like a city getting with way less big buildings, more like historical buildings. Uh-huh. Just fe- it just feels better. You know what I mean? It just Sound like awesome. Yeah. Now, is that where you just were that I hit you up? I was like, man, that looks incredible. But yes, like, yeah, yeah. That's where I yeah. was. was awesome. That's cool. Yeah, How dude. far is that from you? Uh, it's only about from where I'm at right now, it's only about uh 35 to 40 minute drive away. So it's Ooh. not it's not bad at all. But the um oh dude, the the tree, the fucking uh, West Virginia tree. Me. Yeah, yes, dude. The the pictures I was that's why I was actually seeing the pictures. The pictures do not do this tree justice. This tree is fucking so for anybody listening right now, this coming weekend, this Saturday, um, if you want to come, you're more than welcome to come. Just hit me up and I'll I'll send you a pin or pen or whatever. But Saturday, we're gonna climb West Virginia's um champion tree. It's the biggest tree in West Virginia. It's up in uh Wheeling, West Virginia. Man, this thing's fucking so big i'm so excited to climb this tree i've been talking about it for years and then zach of course moved there he's he literally lives 10 minutes from the tree so i was like yeah i was like talking to him like dude like that's like a bucket list thing for me and he hadn't even seen it nor like knew that it was there and i'm like dude this and that's kind of how it uh the idea was born for this climb so there should be a good many people there a good many people coming out for this thing which the tree can definitely handle i think the spread on it the spread of the canopy is like 140 foot if i remember like all the way around you know it's fucking huge that's cool Mm -hmm. i'm bringing uh john foot out i really wanted my uh my buddy that i work with lewis his son is like an our apprentice climber he's a good climber i wish he was going to come out but he has things to do but i don't know if you know the industrial tarzan on instagram but he was just talking to me the other day yeah yeah, he should come out. So Hell I have someone to tag along with a three hour drive. I think that's how far it is, but yeah, it sounds about right. Did I did I send you the pin to the tree? I don't think so. All right, I'm gonna send it to re- you right now while I'm thinking about it while we're talking. Resend it to my 1964 phone. Okay, okay, okay. And I'll you know I'll punch it into my uh what do you call those things back in the day? It's pagers. Yeah, your beeper, dude. You're fucking page it on over. (laughs) 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 Fucking fax it, fax you some fucking coordinates to get there. It's funny as hell. (laughs) No, I'm excited, man. It sounds awesome. And I have like this new uh canopy anchor. Well, it's not mine. Jake Riggs actually came up with it. It's like a flint locker. That thing that you see me use, soft day canopy anchor, but it's got a cano base like a cambium saver just oh, yeah. told Fitch about it and he he just purchased it i'm not sure if he got it yet but so you can run up on that like isolated uh canopy tie and then you can tie in either double line off that friction saver or you can cano base even higher off that, oh, that makes sense. where did you where did you get it from i i feel like i know what you're talking about i think i just seen it like a, a week or so ago it was posted somewhere there's like a thing you can buy right 
Yeah, yeah. So you can get it off Wesper Tree, and it's called uh, the Limitless Crown Anchor. Yes, that's exactly what it was. Yep, I did see that. Yeah. Yeah, it's awesome. And uh, I haven't gotten to mess with it too much. I haven't been doing as much recreational climbing as I usually like to do, but this one tree that I've been telling you in Blue Marsh by that lake, mm-hmm. it is like the perfect tool. So, that, I mean, like Zach Richards and I and other guys talked about, like, I don't use a can of base all the time but in certain situations some of these tools mm-hmm. they come in handy and i like having all that stuff so i'm gonna bring that out and we can met, we can fiddle with that and some okay. other stuff what is your what is your longest climbing line that you have just 200 feet okay because yeah i have nothing beyond we, that but we're, we're know, probably definitely attached. gonna have to use a lot of canopy anchors because this this tree's fucking tall dude i mean it's like it's big. So we'll probably have to go up. Somebody will probably have to go up and end up setting a lot of people's lines is probably what's going to happen. Yeah. That's kind of what I assumed. That's what I usually like doing anyway. I'm usually okay with throwing by hand, but I'm probably going to bring my big shot, you know, just in case, because this, I mean, this tree is fucking like I'm picturing it right now in my head and it's, it's a fucking fat hog. It is a huge tree. That's pretty and, tall, huh? Yeah. And it's like, it's such an, it's in such a good area. So like anybody that wants to come out, just know that this is, uh, this is going to be kind of a, uh, incognito <laughs> climb and we don't really have permission to do it, but no one told us that we couldn't. So where it's at though, when I went and seen it, I went and seen it in like the summertime uh, a few years ago. So, you know, people out and about or whatever, but like where it's at, is like off this beaten road and it's right next to the road. Um, but all I was there for hours and hours and I only seen uh, two people come by all day. And one was just like, looked like somebody who was lost and took a wrong road. And another one was like somebody on a UTV that was like, cause there's like by the water too. So they were like going down to their campsite or some shit. Um, but that's it. That's all I seen all day long. So we should be totally fine, you know, yeah. while we're down there. And you know, we can be as loud as we want to down there because there's no real houses near it. So cool. should be good, man. Should be a yeah. good fucking time. That sounds like West Virginia, freaking UTVs driving down on a dirt trail. And absolutely. That sounds awesome. <laughs> <laughs> can almost picture it. Yeah. So no, that, that sounds that, good, man. The, oh, co- the company you're working with now, what what's their name again? Sheckman. Sheckman. Zach Sheckman owns that. Mm-hmm. It's like mom and pop kind of company to start with, but we're actually getting pretty big now. We finally got a, we had like this 19 ton crane, this old thing, man. Just like a, what do you call that? It's like a log truck similar stick. Yeah. It's got a stick, but uh, we got a new one. It's a 30 ton. Hell pretty yeah. much identical but just a step up and uh it's been good it's got good reach i mean zach's a good dude he lets me travel and all that he's got good benefits the, yeah, like dude. you said the work is i'm grateful you know we have this sales rep uh hal rosner mm-hmm. and i love working for him he's a master arborist and oh is that right he's about to retire though this year he's 66 really still doing it but yeah man i i'm super grateful to get to work with that company now i i actually live in west reading right now which Mm -hmm. is like an hour and 15 minutes away damn 
an hour from there. So it's kind of tough. I'm, uh, I mean, he gives me the leniency if I want to work as many days as I want, but I'd like to find something closer to, right. you know, West Reading. I don't know if anyone knows some good companies out this way with good benefits, but dude, be your yeah. own company, be a contract climber. I know. I, I wanted to do that. I did that for a little bit. I was contracting for a couple of my friends that have their own like companies and stuff like that. And it was, uh, it was good, but keeping, keeping that steady and not working for someone dangerous. Yeah. That's yeah. That's a, that actually is like a huge factor in it. (laughs) You gotta like, it's, that's, it's the worst, right? It's the worst when uh, you show up to a job site and the dude's new, you don't really know him, you know, kind of heard about you through the grapevine. And then you find out that they're like some fucking cowboy company <laughs> the whole day, you know, it just changes the whole scope of everything. It changes like, you know, now you kind of know what their skill level is. And all you can think about is like, do they know what you can do? And somehow you're going to have to communicate and work together with these guys who have like no experience and, or just ignore the basic like safety precautions that need to be take, you know, taken. So they're obviously not looking into anything in the detail. It's just, it gets stressful. <laughs> it gets yeah. really stressful. No, I, I mean, I can imagine. What mm-hmm. yeah, did you're I mean, an we'll adrenaline see. junkie? So it's good. You're, no, you're good. I mean, I'm definitely, a, <laughs> I had the insurance. It's definitely worth it. Should definitely look into it and we'll see. I definitely like uh, having benefits. I don't know what you do with, with all that and insuring yourself with how health insurance and shit goes these days, but it's yeah. good to work for a company with all that. Yeah. That's uh that is something that I miss is, is having benefits. Um, but in reality, it's fucking fine. I'm, I'm fine. I'm fine without the benefits. Like I don't, uh, you know, you, you kind of uh, can price that in a little bit, you know, cause the, obviously the, the money, the, the profit margins way, way higher, you know, to, to contract climb. That's and, uh, the damn truth. Right. And, but like, obviously I don't, you know, I'm not paying in to get vision and dental and, you know, I don't get like crazy, uh, crazy good benefits. I kind of, it's kind of a trade-off, right? It's like you, tr- right. you kind of trade it off for the money and the little bit of the freedom. Um, it's just all on what you, what you prefer. Like yeah. I, I've met some guys, you know, that it's just, it's just what I like to do. And I got a lot of guys that ask me a lot of the times about contract climbing or whatever. And yeah, it's a, uh, it's a very appealing lifestyle, but it's not the fix all man. It's not like uh it's not for everybody at all. It's like there, there are problems and there are, you know, hardships and, you know, the, obviously it's, you're a business, you know, I, I ran a business. I, I ran a business for three years in West Virginia. And this is essentially the same thing. I'm basically just running a business, except I am, I am the business, you know, and uh, sometimes that can get a little stressful, especially when it comes to, you know, like wintertime, I haven't really worked through a solid winter contract climate. It's something that I'm kind of nervous about. Uh, I think it'll be fine. But, you know, when you think of companies, uh, you know, work slows down, obviously, in the wintertime. 
um, the first the first cost that they're going to cut is me. You know, they're gonna they're gonna stick with their employees and what they can they can handle to get through the winter. But I am like an extra expense that's brought in basically a, a privilege, you know, for them to be able to get a higher profit margin in the busy season. But I'm, you know, as a contract climber, you're probably going to be one of the first costs that get cut, you know, if it's a slow period. So that's that's something people who contract, I've never really heard anybody talk about that, but it's it's definitely a worry of mine. So I've been uh, I've been stacking, <laughs> I've been stacking money a little bit just in case. I think it'll be fine, but you know. Yeah. No, I mean that's uh an important thing to think about. And I mean, I don't see myself leaving Shuckman. I mean, I feel like that's like my forever company. Right. But at the same time, it's also cool to keep that in mind and contract. Like I'd love to travel. And I actually like just started traveling mm-hmm. and I love it, man. It would be cool to, you know, gain a good reputation mm-hmm. and go out and climb with some cool companies or honestly get, some shitty companies. I I wouldn't want any shitty companies. Mm-hmm. Fuck. Couldn't imagine that. That's the cool yeah. part though about contractors. You get a shitty company, you don't want to work for them. You just fucking get in your car and go home. Yeah. <laughs> and that's it. You know, you just like you kind of set your own standard in that yeah. in that regard. It's not like you go go and you're employed at this shitty company. You know what I mean? That 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 is a, a trade-off that you kind of get. You kind of get to the overall power and making the decision of what you want to do. But man, right. if you're anything like me, you kind of, uh, it's hard for me to kind of tell people no in that way. So I just kind of try to push through it, which maybe is not the best choice most of the times, but yeah. <laughs> it, uh, yeah, that's, I mean, that is how I am. And that's where it's like, so I try not to put myself in that situation, but no, right. at the end of the day, you're right. Like you're, you're your company and you do what's right for yourself. And, like if that did happen, I'd pack it up, but mm-hmm. you know, you got to pay the bill somehow, I guess, if you're in that sense, but yeah, that's the, that's oh, the thing you come to. That's but like, you know, Patrick, you know, of course he's Patrick Fitch. He's one of my best friends. Um, he's, he's like, he works for Viking and he loves it. And it's the same thing as you. It's like, he's like, talks about, it's like, that's his forever company. You know, he, he loves it there. So, you know, it, it's it's all in what you want and to me honestly i just haven't found a you know through my journey through the tree world i don't know if it's because uh, i just am nature a little different or you know maybe i just haven't found that company that that like i just am like i just that this is it this is where i want to stay it's probably a little bit of both um but you know this this is kind of the for now this is kind of the the lifestyle I want to live. I, I envy a lot of guys who love the company that they work at. You know, they, they love it. And that's great. It's a fucking, it's a wonderful thing. That means the boss is doing, you know, the owner's doing what he's supposed to. He's treating his employees right. And, you know, everybody goes home happy and they don't have to deal with the stress of running a business. They show up, they can fully dedicate to their job and they go home, you know, and that's it. You know, they don't have to worry about if they're going to work or, you know, whatever they don't, they don't have any of those like normal business, um, struggles. They can just show up when they're supposed to and go home when they're supposed to. That's, that's right. like a tr- the trade-off that is like a stress-free life, you know? So tomato, tomato, it's all in what, uh, what you want and what you're looking for. And, you know, even if you don't know what you're looking for, you'll know it when you find it, I guess, you know? 
Damn right about that, Levi. No, I mean, I'm pretty uh content. It's like living where I'm living, it's kind of far, but I have it uh figured out. But it wouldn't be a bad idea to do some contracting. Yeah, again. especially on the side, man. Get some uh get a little bit of extra money, you know. That's uh and you know, you get to meet new people. Yeah. That that's that's what I love about it. It's just all the people that I've met through it. It's like I've made I've made some really good friendships, you know, through doing all this which is honestly one of the biggest biggest upsides of it yeah half, half I mean, the guys i know and even like competing like we me, me and you met each other like i was working at a normal company i probably wouldn't have been able to do that you know i probably wouldn't have been yeah. able to find the time to get out there you know like we met each other i've just met all kinds of people and that's 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 the biggest benefit from from contract climbing that i've found that's awesome mm -hmm. well hey I, i'm grateful for it man i'm grateful for everyone that i meet right in this and like you said it's it's really cool to hear everyone's story and i'm i'm actually looking forward to further podcasts that you do with other people and hear their story and mm -hmm. it's it's uh it's a good thing that you're doing man uh i know there's other podcasts but i don't really listen that many podcasts so it's awesome that you're doing this levi and uh like i, I said hopefully someday we'll get the what's that sorry i'm blushing dude you're making me blush uh, <laughs> but no man you it, it's been a freaking honor and we're gonna do some more cool stuff i'm like i said we're i'm excited for saturday it's gonna be awesome but Fuck yeah. i'm excited for some some more stuff if you come out i'm definitely gonna like to do uh looking to do what is it what do they call that tree stuff does it but they never send me the coordinates a trio oh, cash the trio cash yeah yeah dude that's what we need to do man i got there's one right up the road from me actually i visited it a few times it's in uh it's yeah in frederick yeah it's like 40 minutes from where i'm at right now but it's it's a hike back in the woods man you get up here man i'll, I'll take you and i'll show it to you i don't know if they switched this one out yet it, you know they for a while the true cache was kind of dope it used to be a bucket and they basically have free gear in it right and it was like an honor system where you take piece of piece of gear and you could leave something if you wanted to and you basically like wrote your name in the notepad and there like that you were there um but then of course they switched it to uh like plaques up in the tree that you go up and kind of take a photo with and i think they give you like a coupon or some shit um okay but but i mean yeah it's right up the road i ain't even checked if they've switched that one to a plaque or not i don't even know who's in charge of taking care of that one that's yeah. pretty cool Mm -hmm. yeah i mean i figured we'd do something like that people come out we uh set some cool stuff kind of like that uh competition kind of like capture the flag right yeah. dude that would be so fucking fun i i want to play capture the flag in a tree so bad with like teams that would be so fun you know just have like a person you know you just get a big sprawled out tree kind of have it lined down the center and send up a climber or two to go up and set flags you know wherever you could be like 10 flags and you come down and then you know the opposing side you know you can send up two different climbers or the same two climbers to go up and retrieve the flags and whoever makes it down first you know fucking wins or or something like that would be so fun that would be so fucking yeah. fun and just keep running it like that you know oh that would be sick i mean i kind of had something like that for john foot when he came out for our first rec climb, I had bells set up in this pretty tall, wide, white oak. And 
he ran he rang them all i definitely should make it a little bit harder next time just like oh yeah get it out uh, there on the tip tips <laughs> well we're just like some like random tree well i i'm not gonna get you know we won't give the the clues out but that'd yeah, be fun to do something like that yeah it would be it would be we should totally do that um oh i don't know if you know this do, do you have cowbells yeah, i do i got a bunch where did you get them from i just order them off amazon oh man you paid too much i got it really I gotta, yes i got the i got the spot man if you go to do you got i'm sure you do you got a harbor freight next near you a horrible freight no no no, no. Har- harbor harbor freight I know. I call it horrible freight. Horrible freight. Yeah. Okay. I get the joke. I'm just. I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> no, I didn't. No, no. They. Yeah. But no, I had to get some cowbells there. They're kind of like an Agway or like a Ace Hardware. Yeah. 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 They sell like tools and shit. But dude, they sell fucking cowbells for uh, what was it? I think it's like four bucks a piece. And like four they're, they're yeah, dude, they're they're full size cowbells. Cause I was looking on Amazon oh. to get some at first. I think they're like 15 bucks or something a piece on Amazon, but like Harbor Freight sells them for four bucks all day long. And I didn't believe it. So I drove to the nearest Harbor Freight. This is actually a funny story. I went in and I was like, I kind of looked around on my own and I couldn't fucking find them. It said online that that store had 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 them in stock. And then I like went up to the counter and I was like, Hey, I was like, it's a weird question. I was like, you guys got cowbells? And he's like, he like looked at me funny and like, he's like, I don't know. Like, Let me look it up. He's like, it says we got them in stock and like went back to the aisle and they were there. And I was like, sick. And I grabbed them <laughs> to buy him. He's like, man, he said, um, he said, you don't really look like, like a farmer or anything. He's like, what is, uh, he's like, if you don't mind me asking, he's like, what is, what's the purpose of you buying cowbells? I was like, oh, I was like, you know, I, I climb trees and uh, I, for tree climbing competitions, you know, different workstations, you got to ring cowbells. So I want these so I can, you know, put them in a tree and kind of train. And he was like, he's like, what the fuck? <laughs> he's like, that is like the best answer you could have ever given me. He's like, I would have never guessed that in a million years that that's why you were buying cowbells. But yeah, that's dude, they sell them go for four bucks. <laughs> I thought you were going for some like sexual fantasy, (laughs) bringing bells and trees. I was like, oh man, I just really like to hang these on my women, you know, (laughs) (laughs) make sure they don't leave the house or something. That's funny as hell, dude. Yeah. Literally, like, I've never walked into a store to buy cowbell. I was just like looking on Amazon. Like, that, (laughs) you, it sounded like you got like the three to four inch ones. I got these little, like, they aren't like that big. They're still like cowbells, and I got like gap stickers on all of them, and I got <laughs> these like little like tassels yeah. on them. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. That's what I was gonna. I was gonna get like some of the marker sticks because what I did, they're 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 decently big. They're like I think they're like, um, I want to say they're like eight inches, you know, long, you know, kind of like six inches wide or something. They're deep. They're you know like normal cowbells, yeah. um, and I just bought like two cans of you know, the high V paint, like you paint the fucking ground and shit with, and just kind of like went ape shit and painted them. So they're really visible when you're up there, but yeah, that's not, I need to put fucking tassels on them. Cause even with that, sometimes they like, especially now in the fall shit just kind of yeah. blends in. Yeah. You can't you know, even see it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I got like two different colored tassels, like a high vis pink and a high vis like yellow or no high vis orange mm-hmm. and you can see it. 
Fuck yeah, dude. Like, yeah, dude. Next time you go to buy kettlebells, I'm telling you, go to Harbor Freight. They got the fucking deal. This podcast is not sponsored there. That is just the hookup deal that I fucking found. <laughs> I hope not, because I yeah, like. I don't want to be sponsored I did by my, Harbor Freight. <laughs> I call them horrible freight. But yeah, yeah. I, I'm not saying they're horrible. I'm just saying I am. <laughs> but they have good deals on cowbells. <laughs> do not do not DM me Harbor Freight ever. Yeah, please don't. Yeah, leave me alone. <laughs> yeah, for real. No, that's that's awesome. I'm excited to to do some stuff. Who's your next on the list for the podcast? Uh, I think Jason Anthony is is going to be next. Do you know Jason? I don't. He's a, he's a really cool dude, man. He's a he's been part of the competition scene for for a long time. Um and he was he was kind of born he was i mean not kind of he was born in the tree work his dad's really cool too his dad's a uh board certified master arborist and i think he was you know i think he was on the board uh for for a while but his dad's really cool too but yeah he's a he's a really dope dude um that he lived out really cool yeah he lived out in, in uh hawaii with uh doug you know doug Toshtrop. yeah yeah he lived out uh with doug for for a good while you know, he moved out there for a while, but now he's back. He's, uh, he's who I work with in, a, in Annapolis. Uh, he owns a company there called Pleasant Trees. But yeah, that's, that's who I go down and work with a good bit. And then uh, hopefully uh, I'll get um, here soon. Our schedules are always crazy, but hopefully I get David Driver on here. He's a he's really, really good friend of mine. You know, David Driver? I don't know. He's the, uh, he's the guy who, who invented the, the X-Rings oh that's awesome yeah he's that's cool. zach's buddy as well as yours mm-hmm. yeah he owns uh the company arbor x um he's a super super great guy i i love that guy but yeah he's uh hopefully i get get him on here he's been he's been talking about it but he's he's super busy all the time um yeah i mean in this industry it's really tar- hard to find time after work honestly i mean mm-hmm. i just see it for myself yeah, I mean, I'm not the busiest, but I could see out contract climbing or running your own company or whatever you're doing. I'm sure. Oh man, stuff, well, you, you know, you know, man, like you get home in the evenings. Some evenings I come home and I got these big grand plans of fucking, <laughs> you know, like I'm gonna do something at home or get something done. Sometimes I just come in and I just sit the fuck down and I'm just done. Like I'm just done for the day and nothing gets accomplished. And I wake up the next day and go again. <laughs> it just right. like takes it out of you. You know what I mean? It really does. Uh, I think, oh, also Anthony uh, Basile, you know, Anthony, right? Yeah. He yeah. was in uh, the second work climb as like the head judge or something. Yes. Yeah. Anthony's super cool, dude. He's supposed to be on at some point too i got a list somewhere of people um that's awesome but i'm eager i'm eager to hear the rest of the people that are on it and i'm it'd be cool to get to meet them someday and i'm excited to get the client with zach again and is patrick fitch coming out or no i'm sure he's uh, pretty busy nah yeah he's pretty busy since his uh since the whole house fire incident yeah that's that's, fucked. That. that's so fucked i know man I feel, Dude, I it was imagine. like what, 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 where was i i don't even know where i was at i was somewhere i was at somebody's house and he texted me and it was like a picture and and like i, I like didn't look at it at first and i got back out to the car and like opened it up and at first glance i genuinely like i thought he was at you know because it happened like around halloween i thought he was at like some haunted 
house or some shit. Right. And I opened it up, you know, to kind of look at what he was sending me. Cause he, that's all he did. He sent me like pictures and like, I looked and I realized it was his son's room. And I was oh. like, what the fuck? It was just, you know, char, everything's melted and charred. And immediately I like called him and like, he was like, I guess like the firefighters and shit was there. And like, yeah, I was like, Jesus, you know, like what the fuck? It's just fucked. I'm sure I'll have yeah. him back on and he'll tell the, tell the whole story front to end for everybody who, you know, I mean, everybody kind of knows, but it's just, I, I was like, my first question was like, is everybody okay? Like Jesus, like, I mean, like, dude, that's like nightmare shit, right? That's like, uh, ex- kid, man. right? You know what I mean? Like, this sounds bad. I wouldn't want any of it to happen, but if if something burnt, I would rather like the kitchen burn or you yeah, know the yeah. living room or something like it, it, shit, like your kids' rooms. You know what I mean? Yeah, like that's your, like fucking nightmare, right? You know, like thank yeah. God, like it didn't happen while they were sleeping or something. Like yeah. what the fuck? Yeah. No man, it's a scary thing, and I'm grateful that no one got hurt and. Mm-hmm. And I'm grateful for, you know, everyone being able to help them out. I mean, I. Oh, speaking of which, thank you for bringing this up. <clears throat> if somebody's listening right now in my bio on Instagram, uh, there's a fundraiser for Patrick. And I'm probably going to switch it out in the next couple of days because there's a raffle going on, right? Did you see the raffle? No, I didn't. There's like some good shit in this raffle that like that's getting raffled off. And of course, like the proceeds are going to to help Patrick. I got a list of it here. Hold on. Let me. Put up. I'll tell you exactly what's in the raffle. There's some good ass shit. Let me see. Cool. Send me a link and I'll post it. I also have uh on my Instagram, Mike Hayes underscore 33, uh GoFundMe link with Patrick's. Mm-hmm. And uh yeah, anyone that wants to help him out, that would be awesome. So Teufelberger, <clears throat> um, they their their uh, part of the raffle is a tree motion evo uh one of their new lazy mule bags there's there's mule bags actually look kind of cool um the the keeper like the the lanyard you know the keeper um the their full line of ambassador stuff like the uh the t-shirt pants all that shit um clogger donated a pair of the defender pros like their pants, um, one of their hoodies and, and a buff Arb fiction, uh, that comb comb hickey guy. You, you do know him. I've seen his, uh, stickers. Yeah. Yeah. Is that, is that the same person? Yes, exactly. He's the one who does like, like the cool art, like the cartoons and shit. Right. Um, he's got, he donated, you know, some t-shirts, some socks, a couple of his like buffs. Um, Ryan Torticola, he, he, donated some stuff from petzl uh there's so much shit dude uh and it's only 25 bucks a ticket like per ticket for uh, like i'm not even halfway through this list is rock and rescue they did some speed line slings uh lanyard uh some oh yeah they're they're raider carabiner don't you have some of those yeah they're awesome they're like the dmm ones yeah 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 a little more affordable mm -hmm. so they're donating five of the a five pack of those and like you can you can get you know your custom engraving like they do uh on the side of them that's part of it uh the galaxy pants of course the arborgasm galaxy pants um wow andre uh 
I don't never know how to say his last name. The, the Splice dude. You know what I'm talking about, right? Oh, you're talking about uh, uh Arbor Access guy. Andre. Arbor Access. He's a super cool guy. But anyways, he's donating a uh uh splice to or uh, any rope and he's he splices all the time. He's really good. Uh Gap. Cool. Uh, is donating uh, their one of their km tree uh friction savers that they've been making um nice yeah there's all kinds of shit in this fucking raffle dude and it's only 25 bucks a ticket and the good part is you could win some cool shit and also like you'd be helping out patrick you know with this fucking house fire shit that's happening it's fucking wild man i can't believe it i, I can't believe it i can't imagine what that would feel like you know that's like the worst thing your fucking house burns down you know yeah no yeah i mean it's made me aware because like we have dogs and it's just like i could not imagine that so you know for everyone out there just i mean i don't know the situation just you know make sure house is safe man that's it's yeah scary thing yeah honestly we, we always have can i always have candle lit candles lit around the house like and stuff like that so yeah i'm, I'm really bad about that out. too is like <laughs> i've came home i've came back home and like you know after going to like the store and shit and realized i'd left the candle burn the whole fucking time for like hours you know <laughs> and i'm like oh god yeah that's fucking dangerous right yeah dude fucking but all that aside i mean that's freaking awesome mm-hmm. that uh they're doing all that to help him out. I would send me the link. I would love to uh, be a part of the raffle and put some money in there. Yeah, yeah, it's um, it's for a for a good cause. He's a he's a great guy, and <clears throat> thank God nobody was hurt. Like for real, like that would only add insult to injury. But everybody came out okay, and it's just, of course, house damage. Um, it sucks too man because it happened right before fucking winter you know what i mean like that's like the worst that is literally like the worst timing if there is a good timing but like that's that's bad you know but at, the community came together he's raised a, he's raised a decent amount of money um it's uh, it's not like full enough to cover all the expenses hopefully this raffle can help offset that but um yeah just buy some raffle tickets or the street if you don't want to be part of the raffle you don't want to win shit like that you can go to the gofundme link and just donate money whatever you read the whole story see the pictures video of his house burning it's kind of horrific but um yeah yep 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 yeah man yeah yeah i'm glad you brought that up actually i totally i totally meant to talk about that i'm so glad that you brought that up yeah, I mean, I'm I'm glad we did too. Yeah, is uh, podcast is gaining traction pretty well. I guess people kind of like um, hearing people like you, man, and you know Zach and and everybody else. You know, just real shit. You know, we're just here talking, chilling, and uh, had a lot of good feedback on the podcast. Uh, people saying that they love listening to it, like on their ride to work or when they get home, and it feels like they're just hanging out. And like that's that's exactly what I was trying to go for you know what i mean i didn't want anything super structured i just wanted to be chill and uh we talk about shit you know 
Yeah, no, I, I agree. I mean, it's neat. It's definitely uh, something different. I mean, I'm not that uh, surprised I've gotten through this far with talking to you because I'm like anxious and nervous and all that stuff about talking. But you know, it's you know, we just talk. Right. And, uh, I hope everyone enjoyed all that and mm-hmm. more to come, more to talk about, and mm-hmm. more adventures for us to accomplish. I'm excited, man. It's uh, like I said, I'm honored to be a friend of yours and i'm glad Aww. to have met, met you in wichita and more Dude. people to meet up with this weekend's going to be awesome and whoever can make it out be awesome to meet you and learn from you guys and hopefully you can learn from us and it'll be cool i'm i'm very glad we're friends too man and uh your birthday is coming up in a couple of days right yeah november yeah, 18th Thursday, right? i think I'm getting old the 18th is that right yep Yep, November eighteenth, and I promised you that I'd get you something, and I have uh, stuff you, that's on the way. You son of a bitch! You fucking uh, you, gave me you some don't have cool to give ass me nothing, shit. Dude. No, fuck you, dude! You gave me some cool ass shit for my birthday. You're getting some cool ass shit for your birthday. No, so. I I seen you had that stuff. I was like, you know what? He's he needs this pulley. You had that really cool teller that I saw you had. Who made? I don't even know. Oh who made yeah, that. that my uh, my rope wrench tether. Yeah. yeah uh where did i what's the fucking isn't that terrible enders that's yeah enders oh. is selling it at uh williamsburg uh naom and i seen it and i was like yo that's fucking dope <laughs> so i bought it <laughs> so, oh yeah. there's a cool little shout out to enders another one because i was in charlotte and uh tana bird forget how you say her name mm-hmm. that's her name andrew duarte's girlfriend really cool girl she came up to me she's like oh enders is she's they got these really cool retrievable retrievable balls for canopy anchors and they're death stars oh what they still have those yeah and i got one fuck i want to get one of those because uh chris coates have one and i was like what the fuck and he's like yeah and like i guess enders gave it out at some competition i didn't know they still had them i'm gonna fucking buy one now that's dope (laughs) Well, I think I got an extra one for you, bud. So oh, don't you worry. Damn it, I'm gonna have to get you something extra. Nah, you don't have to. <laughs> We're doing I, the thing like somebody holds the door and it's like, no, after you. I was like, no, after you. You know <laughs> what? We're- we're not going to go anywhere. We're just both going to hold the door open. They're <laughs> too polite, man. They're too polite. That's funny. Nah, I, I I appreciate it, man. It's uh getting old. I'm not looking forward to it. No, we're in our prime, dude. I ain't dude, getting We're that. in our prime, dude. We're fucking... How old are you? I'm 28. I'm going to oh, be 28. Dude, we're the, like the same age. I'm 27. So we're fucking... Kidding. We're in it. Actually, we're in this... <laughs> I was just talking about this the other day. I'm in this like weird stage. And I'm sure you're feeling it too. I'm in like this weird stage of life where like I'm considered young because I'm 27. So like... I'm considered too young to like, you know, be an older person, but I'm too old to be considered a younger person. And it's like this weird <laughs> in between of like, yeah. uh, I'm becoming less culturally relevant. You know, I can't keep up with the kids and, uh, <laughs> you know, I'm not, I'm, I'm still too young. You know, every time I talk about it, the old heads are like, shut the fuck up. You're still young. 
So it's like this weird lull period. I wonder when that changes. You know oh, what I'm well, talking it's about? Change <laughs> with your. You got a little guy, man. When he's got all his friends, they're gonna be like, "Yo, man, my dad's a badass tree climber." Some he's gonna be a he's gonna be a good tree climber, man. Oh, man, I, that's something. I was, that's crazy. You bring that up. I was just talking about that. Uh, of course, you know every kid. At least I did. You know, you want to be like your dad. Um, Absolutely. If you're if you're a boy, that's normally how it goes. You wanna you wanna be like your dad. Of course, my dad's a mechanic, so. When anybody asked me when I was getting growing older, asked me what I wanted to be when I grew up, I was like, I want to be a mechanic. You know, that's it. That's what I want to be. That's fucking badass. My dad's one, you know, whatever. My dad he used to tell me a lot. Uh, no, you don't like, don't be a mechanic. And, you know, for a long time, it kind of disgruntled me away from it, whatever, you know, I'm not a mechanic, so whatever. Um, but like, the other day, Sage was talking about it. You know, he constantly talks about how he wants to do tree work. And like, there's a part of me that I, I don't want him to do that. You know, I don't want him to have to hey. bust his ass every day. It's a normal parent thing, right? You, you don't want your kids to have to, you know, go through uh, the pain that you feel sometimes. Um, but if that's really what he wants to do, uh, you know, I will fully support him. And he's got, you know, all my friends now will eventually become uh pseudo uncles and you know i'm very grateful to have people like you and and the other people that i know that you know are part of it that he'll be learning from uh some of the best man and uh, if that's something that he wants to do he'll have a pretty pretty awesome head start into it but fingers crossed i hope he like is like some kind of fucking super engineer or something and you know can kind of let daddy quit on trees and pays for me to do everything <laughs> yeah. Yeah. yeah you're just gonna go compete at every con <laughs> right that's it that's all i'll do is i'll just just compete <laughs> no just, more work for me yeah nah, i mean i agree man i mean as much as like we love what we do i feel like we found our it takes a certain type of person to do what we do i mean 100%. i don't know maybe anyone can do it i mean i'm sure anyone can do it Hey, screw it. You want to come out and do tree work? Come. I love it when people come out and climb. Mm-hmm. Actually, you weren't there at this sycamore. So mm-hmm. let me tell you a quick story before we wrap this up, because I figure mm-hmm. we're on here for a while. Mm-hmm. But that same sycamore that I brought you to, yeah, my buddy's son. So I work in Philadelphia mm-hmm. and my buddy's son, they live in like northeast Philadelphia, which is, you know, the city. So they grew up city life. Tito, he's a good climber already, but he brought his his buddy Juan, and he just wanted to see what it was like. And uh, he was just sitting there watching all day, and it seemed like the kid was like kind of bummed out and bored. So mm-hmm. we got him in the sat, you know, we got him in the harness, and he went up there, man. You'd seen his total change in him, and he was just super happy. And honestly, like I was super excited because he got halfway up that sycamore you you climb that sycamore right that's a zone that hog like, never climbed a day in their life mm-hmm. he got up there man it was really cool so i mean i mean cool to see all the new people get out there and climb and i heard zach's got some guys from his work that are coming to climb so that's it's really fun to see uh other guys get out and climb man yeah, I, mean, I remember it feels like yesterday when I got out and I was like, 
I need to learn everything. Right, right. <laughs> to climb everything and learn it all. But we learn every day as climbers. We never stop learning. That's the, the best part about the job, man, is like we'll never know everything. Like no. no one can. And not only because there's so much and it's so multifaceted, you know, you got something that deals with organic matter that nothing you're climbing is the same and it's constantly evolving and changing, not only like physically, like the trees and stuff, but the industry and the knowledge and different ways of doing stuff. And, you know, just new things keep coming. you like, you'll never know at all. You, you just, you, you can't like, you'll die not knowing all of what tree work has to offer, you know? And that's uh, back to your point of um, people, you know, new people getting into it or whatever and we kind of have to be a special person i totally agree with that 100 percent. i think like it's one of those you'll hear people say it but like not really go into it of like it's one of those job fields where you you have to love it it's either love it or hate it like there is no like uh you know it's it's a job like it's like no like it's either you fucking hate this shit or, or you love it like that that's it because it's not you know you're not doing it to get rich you know, there is no like millionaire tree climber. So it's not, it's not about that. It's, it's about, you, you fall in love with the culture and the, the whole sport of it and everything in between, you know, from the trees and the people that you meet, like all of it, everything that we've talked about really is like, that's, that's what you fall in love with and, and like bettering yourself, you know, just constantly bettering yourself. And it's a physical act too. So it's like constantly changing. You know what I mean? So it's like, yeah, you're totally right. It does take a special breed of person to, to do this line of work. You know, it's, uh, and not, it sucks to even call it work because it really is like, it's just life. You know, it's just, yeah, it's, a, it's I mean, literally a lifestyle. Lifestyle. Yeah. I'd say for, I mean, for me and how I've, it's helped me, it's a lifestyle. And honestly, like, I feel like my next phase, I mean, not next phase. Cause I mean, I have a long career in tree climbing and all of this, mm -hmm. but uh, it's something I just started recently and I'm grateful for that is I just started uh, white oak acorns from seed mm -hmm. and other trees that I'm growing. So I'm starting my own like micro nursery. Fuck yeah, dude. So I got like a bunch of trees. I got Chinese fringe trees. I got black gum. I got willow oak. I got, there's white oaks that are popping Japanese maples. So that's like, for me, I'm like grateful for this whole entire industry for just like inspiring me and just mm -hmm. showing me how important, not only what, how we are as people in the industry, but just how important like these trees are and how important, like, Hey, I'm, I hate to be like, throw the hippie thing on you, but just like how important nature is and, you're totally right we how important we are for that and to uh educate people not only the upcoming climbers but you know homeowners and other people should know more about trees and about uh nature and how much how it's how beneficial it is like i totally agree these pollinators and i hope someday you get someone that's really uh, knowledgeable about that on this podcast because I'd love to learn from that uh -huh. um, to teach us more about that but you know but 
I was just saying that's uh, what really inspires me as a tree climber is just how beautiful mm-hmm. these trees are and they can teach you something. So, right. And like awesome. the lifestyle is that what makes the lifestyle, what makes a tree climber is when you're able to walk outside, right? And this is something I had to come to realize, you know, especially when running my business in West Virginia, you have to kind of reverse psychoanalyze your customers, essentially. You got to understand what they're seeing so you know how to market to them to show them what you're doing is important. But when we walk outside and when we see trees, we almost see like a jungle gem. You know what I mean? (laughs) Like It's just like uh, back when I used to, you know, most of my adolescence, I, I skateboarded a lot. And I still do this. So you drive down the road, like you're not looking at like sidewalks, like you're looking at skate spots. You know what I mean? Like, oh man, that would be a sick fucking skate spot. Or like, oh, you know, those stairs look cool. They're not just stairs anymore. They're like an obstacle. And like, as you become a tree climber, that's kind of how you start to view the world. You're not just looking at a tree for being a tree, like every average homeowner and every person in the world does. Like they just see a tree, they just see a fucking tree. Like we're looking at, we're like, man, that'd be a sick tie-in point. You know, imagine walking out that limb and putting a hammock down over there or, you know, whatever, you know, that's, that's how we're seeing it. And like, as the industry grows, um, it's really cool to kind of, especially with the recreational world kind of growing, I'd really like to see that take off as like more people, you know, people do with rock climbing and stuff, you know, they go on like expeditions and, you know, they'll climb rocks and now they look at rocks differently. I want that for tree climbing. I want people to like go out into their yard and like see their trees and like now view them as like what we, how we view them. You know what I mean? Like see them as this fun thing rather than they're just this, fucking shade thing that exists you know yeah no i agree you know what i mean for sure yeah common knowledge of uh trees and just like all that stuff is like super important and i mean like you said just recreational stuff will inspire people people go out and rock climb that shit's super dangerous but so it's our job and honestly i feel like i've rock climbed for years and I I haven't rock climbed in over it's been over five, six years since I've rock climbed. Because tree works cooler. Tree tree climbing yeah. is way more fun. Yeah. <laughs> I said yeah, that Chris. in the last podcast. And people yeah. that like do both were like, fuck you. And I was yeah. like, whatever, man. I'm telling you, tree climbing's like where it's at. You know, what I, I mean, mean I like it's cool. I will not lie. The precision. And the type of holds that you're going to use in rock climbing right. will strengthen you and make your mind stronger mm-hmm. and more calculated. Yeah. But at the same time, it's like you're not going to climb a tree like that all the time. No, those guys would kick my ass 100%. But <laughs> what we do is cooler. <laughs> oh, for sure. Uh, <laughs> they would I mean, they would whip my fucking ass, but I would still say the tree climbing is cooler. <laughs> and then we got Alex Honnold. We're up in this like... 100 and some foot tall tree and Alex Honnold's like looking at us without gear and we're like what the yeah what the fuck no I don't I don't think that would happen if it did then I just like I'd probably just go home you know what you know what Levi I'm just leave it to Alex Honnold he's gonna prune all the trees if I can leave it to him man let's see what he can do I'd like to get him up a tree that'd be cool that would be cool Mm -hmm. 
Very good, Mr. Free Climber boy. Let's let's see you on a rope. <laughs> let's see you rope access shit, motherfucker. It's funny. He oh, got there God. and flex on me and do way better than I ever could. I'd be like, God damn it. <laughs> I know, right? He's like, man. He starts foot locking up and he's like, oh wow. <laughs> I didn't think you guys knew how to do this. I feel like some of I don't know. I guess uh someone that was very deep into tree climbing could tell us like where that all started, like you know, climbing up single line. Did that originate from rock climbing or did it originate from the tree world? Do you a, know sing, that single, a single line. Um, I don't want to misquote. Um, but a single line did not originate in tree climbing. I think it originated with caving. I, I think so. Like spelunkers and stuff. Makes um, sense you know, cause they're going down on a single leg of lion and using their ascenders to kind of pull themselves out. Um, right. I, I, I'm like, I could be just totally fucking misquoting all this, but I'm pretty sure if you like, uh, you do a search, I think Kevin Bingham talks somewhere about it, you know, cause of course he made the rope wrench and everything else, but he, he talks about his whole, you know, how the rope wrench came to be, you know, of course he's the one who kind of evolutionized, single line climbing for for tree work for us um but he he kind of talks about where it originated and stuff and uh i, I think that's what he said <laughs> i'm not 100 percent. i can't remember. it's been a long time since i've watched that but yeah i'm pretty sure that's where it came from it, the rocks yeah, rock climbing or uh caving i can't remember i i want to say it's caving my right my brain's telling me caving for some reason yeah i, I wouldn't doubt that that's why i kind of figured i mean these guys setting these routes on these walls it's like imagine like double roping all the way up like in a anchor i don't know yeah fuck that <laughs> <laughs> i mean i'm sure you do it i mean we did it yeah. i mean i heard about your you guys were more uh what was cool about hearing your tales of like how you guys started i mean i did learn how to blake's hitch but i didn't have to climb on a blake sitch for a long time because when i started it was 2017 and you're lucky dude yeah <laughs> so like lucky. in that time was like you know everything's pretty much out and then it was up to me to figure out how to use it you know right i remember thinking it was so dope you know like because I, I came from like taunt line hitch to blake's hitch and i remember like thinking it was so sick <laughs> this is so fucking stupid but i remember thinking it was so sick to like take my split tail end or even like my standing leg end and like flip it around the rope real quick till it wrapped up four times and like grab the tail you know i'm fucking pro blake's hitch tire or some shit <laughs> like i remember thinking that was so sick and could not fathom any other way to climb a fucking tree and somebody handed me a piece of hitch cord and like a micro pulley and I was like, oh wow, this is this is dope. <laughs> you know, like completely changed like the fucking game, you know. Yo, did you uh see the little miss bird flap thing on the rope runner pro? Is your thing part of that? Mm -hmm. Yeah, I have um it, it like the 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 way they class it or whatever. I haven't checked that on mine. Um, but mine, I think, is a number number one hundred and sixty something. It's like it's like it was one of the first ones off the assembly line. I, we like me and Patrick pre-ordered that shit like as soon as it fucking dropped. 
Um, but yeah, the thing that they're talking about uh, with that is like the, the, it's getting like stuck and mine did that. Mine has done that. It, it did it for like a four day stint and it was fucked up. <laughs> I was in this uh, big dead red oak the one day when it first happened and I got up to the top and you know, moved my anchor over and I went to like, I think I had my lanyard on, but I went to this, you know, just flick the tail and, you know, tend my slack and like went to sit back and like it, the bird just stayed down and like it didn't engage. And I was like, what the fuck? So I like had to, you know, manually put it back up. Push it up, right. Yeah, and like put it back in and all day long it did that. And then for the next three days it did that. Like it would just happen periodically. So I was like, had my eye on it. And then all I did, you know, like I'd come back down out of the tree and I'd like look at it and I couldn't see anything visibly wrong with it. You know, like take the pins out and like make sure nothing was like bent or something weird. All I did to it, I'm not saying that everybody should do this. So don't fucking like go do what I'm telling you and then die. And then fucking I get, I'm got to live with your blood on my hands. But all I did was I, I took air, I took compressed air and like blew it out and like blew out where the spring is because if you if any anybody's listening has climbed on any of the old rope runners the the spring's fully visible you know it's it's right there in your face you can see the spring when the rope runner pro you can't it's inside the case so i took compressed air and like sprayed around the top bird part and just like scrubbed at it and kind of cleaned it up a little bit and knock on wood it hasn't done that again like it, it has not done that again to me, but there's stories of people's like they clean theirs out and it just doesn't fucking work anymore. And then other people are arguing, saying it's because some people were side loading, you know, their, their rope runners, like they're not supposed to, like you can with like a rope wrench or something. Um, yeah. And like, I don't know, but I, all I know is mine has done it. Absolutely. And what I did to fix it was just give a little bit of TLC to the rope runner and, it hasn't done it to me again. So it doesn't like freak me out because obviously like, you know, if, when it, when it happened, it's not like I was descending on it. You know what I mean? Like that's already engaged. It was like when I just like flicked it to like tend the slack, it would stay open rather than engage immediately because I had a little bit of tension off of it or whatever. Right. Um, but yeah. I mean, it was, it was a real fucking thing. It, it really, really happened to me for about three days. Damn. Yeah, I mean, I've never had that. I mean, and I don't want to so, tell I mean, them. Usually, about that it. that would happen when I would like drag tail with the akimbo, which technically you're really not supposed to do. Yeah, fuck them though. I know. <laughs> I know. So I was like, kind of blame myself. I was like, well, I can't really complain, but at the same time, the the spring is pretty weak. I mean, like mm -hmm. you said, like if it is dirty and if you're not upkeeping it, then that's a problem. Yeah, it should be like daily checking and you know every time you use it you should be looking at your device i'm not saying you i'm saying like people in no general yeah no, like totally i could right. see how that could be a thing but no i mean i clean mine i take care of mine i never sideload it i mean never really sideload any of my devices other than like a rope wrench mm -hmm. if i need to like through natural crotch or whatever right. it's not but, like uh, the only time i come close to there's only been <clears throat> that's what everybody says you know the rope wrench you can you can side load or whatever just because it's it is there hasn't i haven't found too many situations where i've had to side load like the tether and the wrench and everything the only times i can think of like when i've had to do that 
has been like, if I'm way out on, on some tips of some shit and like, I need a redirect cause my rope angle is real flat. And just the way that it sits, it's sitting in the crotch so I can like snip some tips of a, of a limb. Right. But other than that, I mean, the most time I would, I guess I would really get side loading is if I'm working a pretty big spar and like got to walk around, you know, the side of the tree. But at that point, most of your weights in your lanyard anyway. So you're not actually side loading it. You know, you're not like hanging from the fucking device. It's just kind of laying against the spar as you're right. around to make your notch or whatever. So I don't, I don't know. I like, yeah. I mean, I think it's, I think it's still a go. I mean, I, I mean, they still had, they had it approved at the uh, Pendel and the New Jersey ISA event. Oh, which, the rope runner was? Yeah. The rope runner what? pro. I was, yeah. Did it have to be ISA? CE stamped? Uh, yeah. I oh, mean, they, mine's not, mine's one of the first. No, no, no. So I think it had, it needs to see stamp in England or, or Europe. Sorry. Europe. Oh, so you do, you don't need the CE stamp for the ISA comp? No. Oh, what the fuck? Oh, dude, yeah. I'm totally using one then. Holy shit, that's my favorite yeah. device. I know. I, I didn't even. I didn't bring mine because you know, two days ago or whatever. Right. You think ISA thing, comp? You know, you're not. And then that's what I thought too. I was like, yeah, I'm not using that there. And then I show up and they're like, yeah, you you can use it. And they gave me a sheet and it's like you can use the Kimbo with certain approved ropes. You can use the Rope Runner Pro. And then, of course, everything else you can't use except for a rope wrench, pretty much. How do you how do you but, feel about the akimbo? That's a good question. I love the akimbo as a dragging tail aid. I like it as a an ascent. Mm-hmm. You know, if I'm doing like a cano base where I'm like cinching the tail on my rope, and then I'm gonna like stay tied in while building my anchor. I'll stay tied in with the akimbo and then build my anchor higher, and then tie into my rope wrench or rope runner pro. I like to use it in that configuration. I like I actually really like it on the the crane. Not as, as much like for double line, mm-hmm. but you know, spar work. Right. It's short, it's compact, uh easy on and off the rope. You can double or single rope it. So mm-hmm. I think that's a I mean, I hear a lot of guys doing the hitchhiker or whatever, or what do you call that? Oh, the unisender. No, not the unicenter hitchhiker. It's like the oh yeah, the hitchhiker, like the big, like the bollard-looking device underneath hitch cord. Exactly, and I'm not like. I mean, I'm sure it's pretty cool, but personally, I'm not really into it. Yeah, just because you have to like, you know, tie off a knot on the end of it. I like having everything clean. You know, same spliced. I don't mm-hmm. tie the end of my hitch cords. I'm sure a lot of. uh really renowned climbers they still do that but personally i like everything clean so i'm I'm the same way i i don't like the extra like even so like i just bought the um uh for my tree motion the the sonai bridges for it just because yeah. like them two anchor knots like it's just they just dangle everywhere and they always catch on shit and like yeah. <laughs> i just want it clean i just want i don't want to fucking see it i don't want to touch it I just would rather it be all small, compact, and like I ain't got to worry about it, you know. Yeah, I just wish they made uh something similar to. That's why I have the Sequoia. I like how the Sequoia has like they're like these blunted, they're like plastic capped end of like a spliced end, mm-hmm. so that way the on the inside of the bridge where your 
ring rotates, it won't come in contact with that splice. You know what I'm talking about? Yeah, with yeah, the, yeah. yeah. The rope bones, how it has like that splice that goes on the inside. Yes. That's the only thing that like kind of bothered me when I'd totally rotate around to reach out. It would kind of like conflict with the ring. But oh, uh, gotcha. So like, yeah, I think Patrick, Patrick was climbing on the square for a while. I think uh, he had he had something similar like that was happening to him. Yeah, they're just like the leg pads are a little loose. I don't I think the tree motion is the way to go, man. I mean, I, I love I the Sequoia. It's super light, but that's the thing is like that. That saddle is so fucking light. Like it's so light, but like, I don't know. It's just like the way the tree motion is designed, the way it like sits on my hips and like mm-hmm. how I just when i get anything that kind of I, it just feels like a totally different style climbing to get in a saddle that kind of has a little bit of back support i don't at least for me because i'm a long bitch so like <laughs> i like i feel that shit and i'd rather the pressure be on my hip than like on my lower back you know what i'm saying so it's like i just feel like i got a lot more movement in a tree motion i just like there's a reason you know guys always talk about like oh everybody has it or whatever it's like yeah but like there's there's a reason for that you know like it's a it's a reason it's expensive and there's a reason that everybody uses it it's like you can't beat it you know you just can't no i uh yeah i've tried uh a lot of harnesses over the time and i'd say tree motion of course i'm probably gonna go back i tried something new which i'm fortunate was a gift for my boss last christmas yeah uh I could have the SRT version, which has that belay loop. Oh, I thought the Sequoia? Be, yeah, and I thought it would be cool for, like, the spar. But I'll be honest, I'd rather have uh, the connection off of the, the lower Ds as opposed to that belay loop. Right. It just doesn't feel the same. Yep. I totally agree. I mean, I've tried to hop on other people's saddles and try some different saddles of my own and, like, don't fix what isn't broken you know what i mean like it's it's good it's a good saddle it's not as lightweight but in reality like you're not unless you're you know you're steady just competition climbing and like you know you want something for a nice fast ascent some some lightweight you know whatever then yeah you know work with that but like three motions like an all-around perfect saddle in my opinion that's it's just great it's just a great fucking saddle yeah i agree dude we've been talking for a long we should probably wrap this up yeah wow <laughs> two hours probably yeah probably, probably well. yeah so where it's can people pleasure, fucking brother. find you online i'm on instagram i'm on i mean i don't really mess with facebook that much i'm mainly on there just for uh the competition stuff but uh instagram is mike hayes underscore 33 and uh yeah message me whatever you guys ever want to come out climbing or you're ever in southeastern pa around west redding roars ford come out climbing man or girls you know whoever wants to come climbing get out there anybody you're interested in it's it's a great thing to get into but of course mostly the tree climbing people are going to hear us so that's uh yeah the most important i think uh there's a lot of great guys that are out in the industry and it's going to be cool to hear. You're fucking one story. of those guys, dude. You're one of those guys. You're a great guy. Well, I appreciate it, man. I appreciate you giving me the time to come out here and talk your ear off and 
I appreciate it, man. Yeah, dude. No problem at all, man. I always like talking to you, man. I'm, I'm very glad that we met. Uh, of course, we've messaged online for a good while before that, but I'm glad that we met in Wichita and we've fucking done some cool shit. <laughs> Same here, man. More to come and this weekend. Looking forward to it. Yeah, this weekend should be cool. Yeah. Yeah. If anybody's got any questions about this weekend, want to come out this weekend, fucking hit me up. I'll send you a pin. Um, should be a good time. I think we're going to start at like 10 a.m. Um, I'm going to try to. I'm going to try to get there by 10 a.m. People will be there at 10 a.m., uh, <laughs> but we're going to try to climb it for pretty much all day. Um, some people will probably go, but afterwards, uh, depending on how everybody's feeling, I mean, I'm definitely going to Wheeling and I'm going to try to hit up some kind of bar down there or something. So, you know, it'll be fun, fun afterwards as well. So, yeah, definitely hit me up. If you're not doing anything this weekend, we'll fucking go climb West Virginia's biggest tree and uh, let's not be stupid and tear the trees up. Let's, uh, keep it clean and have a good time but yeah mike dude thanks we finally we finally did this podcast we finally found the time <laughs> finally got it brother well like i said i appreciate your time and uh look forward to seeing you this weekend brother you enjoy the rest of your night yeah dog all right man i'll talk to you i'll text you or something sounds good brother all right tell, tell everybody bye dude all right hey everyone appreciate your time <laughs> have a great night yeah so i hope you enjoyed listening to me and mike talk for a very lengthy amount of time <laughs> um but yeah you can go follow him over on instagram at mike underscore hayes underscore 33 um you can also follow me at underscore trevi that's at underscore t-r-e-e-v-i um, like I said, there's a link in my bio to help out Patrick Fitch and his family. Uh, they're going through a rough time, especially right before winter. Uh, if you can, you can donate, that would be awesome. That would, that would really help him out. Um, but yeah, uh, hope you enjoy and look forward to you guys listening to the next one. <laughs>